0: My lifestyle. My lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Grounds Crew. It's me, your boy, Josh Gerson, along with my co-host, Bill Rom. What's going on, guys? So we are very excited, another great podcast today. First, a big shout out to our boy Dennis Dietz, the producer behind Dietz. the scenes. It is his two year anniversary working at Baseball Lifestyle. Dennis, we love you. We appreciate you. For everything you do here. Fear the, beard, out, Fear, Fear the beard, baby. Fear the beard. So let's let's jump right into it, Bill. What do you got for us today?
1: Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about was wins projections just came out on ESPN mm-hmm. and LA is at hundred and four point two projected wins. What are your thoughts?
0: I, I think that's honestly about right. You know, they're they're a machine. You know, and, and obviously, in one of our earlier episodes, I said the Mets are going to win the World Series, hopefully. Um, but the the Dodgers are a powerhouse. I, I like that projection. They got some some great additions this year, especially Trevor Bauer. He's going to help them to get some W's, and and uh, I think it's going to be an Do interesting. Do you think team.
1: Bauer actually
0: moves the needle? To some degree, yeah. But I mean, they already had a great pitching staff. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, it's going to help them get a few extra wins, beat some. Maybe you know, he gets. Uh, a, a shot at another ace, and he kind of holds him one nothing, whatever, 2-1 kind of thing. I think it
1: depends on which Trevor Bauer shows up. Yeah. If he's the 4-ERA guy... Mm -hmm. he'll be fine, but it's not going to be anything where you go, wow, they have this guy who has a four ERA. He's also going to have to hit in the National League, and he hasn't had to do that before. Mm -hmm. So if he has to show up and step in and take at-bats, does that break up his routine? He's a very routine-oriented guy with all the things that he has. Now that's going to be completely changed from anything he's done in a long while, if at all. Um, So for me, I I don't know. 104 is crazy to project the team to get to, especially when you're going to play the Padres. Mm-hmm. You know, and if everybody's thinking that the Padres, you're gonna have a, a, a season like this. 104. Yeah. That, that seems too much to me. Okay. Um, New York Yankees, so obviously my picks for the World Series were both projected to have the most wins. <laughs> so I'm a genius. Uh, the <laughs> Yankees came in 96.3 wins. I feel like that is about what I think for them. Okay? What is your thought?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Like, like they also had some some great additions this offseason, um, and the the NL, I mean the uh, AL East is going to have quite the setup. You know, the Blue Jays look good. The Rays always have a solid team, um, but yeah, the, the Yankees they, they look like they have the the right pieces this year. They've always been on the cusp right now of kind of having greatness, getting to that championship. They've been in the playoffs a bunch, but I I think this year's definitely a, a really good mixture for them. Their pitching staff looks like the best it's been. Um, and, I, and I like where this win setup is right now. I don't think they're a 100-win team, maybe, but that, that right there is Because they, they just have a lot of hard opponents at the end see, of the day.
1: See, I agree. I don't think a 100-win team is there. Not 96 seems about right. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that you get confused a little bit just now between AL and L East yeah. because our next projection is Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves come in at 94.5 wins. This is the one that I think I disagree with most.
0: I, I was going to agree with you completely there. I think it's a little high. Yeah, the amount of like phenomenal teams they had to play, especially NL East pitching staffs. It, they have a good offense, but their their pitching staff is a little shaky. Like they have some kind of question marks there, um, and, and I think just kind of having to face off against the Nationals, the Mets, all the time, the Phillies. They're they're gonna get batted around a little bit, and, and especially with some of the additions these other teams have had, it's it's gonna be tough for them.
1: Yeah, I, I just think, I think the Mets are being undersold because of how they were last year. Mm-hmm. But if you go back two years ago and you look at what that team was last year, you lose Syndergaard, you lose Stroman, you you're, you have upheaval with the season in general. And you look at the team, they don't win as much, but then you look at the offense. Their offense was one of the best offenses in the league, yeah. and all you did this offseason was add Francisco Lindor to make it even better. Yeah. So no their, their their offense is going to be, if not the best offense in the NL, it's going to be in the top three. Mm-hmm. And now you look at the pitching staff with Stroman actually being there for the entire season, you're going to get Syndergaard back at some point in time. You already have DeGrom. Uh, I look at this team, and I, I don't know why... Uh, they wouldn't be the favorites in that division. Yeah. Um, and they come in later in this. Mm-hmm. But the, the next one, the, the story of last year, and everybody was hoping they were going to be terrible and that didn't turn out. Houston Astros coming in uh, 92.4. Uh, 92.9 wins, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was pleasantly surprised with their performance in the playoffs. Um, I think, you know, obviously the whole world wanted them to fail. Bottom yep. line, um, and and they show that they are a talented team. I think we already kind of knew that, but we wanted to discount it because of everything that happened. Um, but they definitely have some really great pieces. Something that's interesting for next year is Carlos Correa is a free agent. You know, they already lost George Springer, um, and I think losing Springer definitely hurts them. I could I could see them honestly going under ninety wins this year because of that loss. Of Springer he's a great piece for them. Um, I'm not sure what their situation is with center field right now. I think they had one of their young guys sliding over, um, but. They, <laughs> they have a lot of the, of good pieces they have a lot of experience there i think they'll still be a great team at the yeah. end of the day
1: t- they they know how to win they've been yeah. there before yeah. and we've talked about this with developing teams like you you look in the nba right now and the utah jazz are one of the best teams in the league mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily the most talented they don't have like the superstar top 5 player on their roster but what they really are is a team that's been together for a long time with really good professionals yeah. and i think at this point houston is that maybe the guys who they have aren't all stars they're not the guys that they were when they were cheating, mm-hmm. but they're still really good players. Right. And I can see them hanging around that number just because they know how to win games. So those right. close games, those things like that, I always trust that team than a team that's, that's not necessarily used to the environment. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm cool with that number. I just The one thing I struggle with is I just don't look at Houston and it doesn't scream out to me, fourth best team in baseball.
0: Yeah, I do think I, um, someone who I think should kind of have a bounce back year is uh, Jose Altuve. Yes, um, I think the, um, the the scandal mixed with the COVID season really threw him off. He did not look like himself last year, um, I think he's definitely poised for a comeback. And, and I hope he does because I do like him as a player. I, I think the the whole scandal really kind of tainted his image a little bit but i loved how how he played the game who he was as a person and i would love to see him be successful oh, bregman too like bregman
1: yeah. bregman going into before before all the the cheating stuff came out people were talking about mvp like he's the guy like yeah. he he's he's one of the best five players in baseball and he, it's all the stuff and we've kind of like lo- the 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 sheen is off right it's not as fun it's not as exciting to watch that team cuz you know of the bad things yeah. but yeah i mean listen they they have a good a good solid roster again I'm just curious if they're the fourth best team based off these projections. Mm-hmm. So coming in to round out the top five, Minnesota, 90.6. Uh, thoughts?
0: I think that's perfect for them, honestly. I I was kind of disappointed in them last year with their performance in the playoffs, um, and that seems to kind of be the, the thing with them is they get to the playoffs, have a great team, and they can't really get to that next step. They're the discount New York Yankees. Yeah, pretty much. And, again, they, they showed it when they played the Yankees. They got bodied. Um, and – they're a great team. They're, they're always going to play pretty good baseball. Um, it's just really a question of if they have the, the ability to get to the next step.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I would agree. I think that uh, the the AL looks like it's clustered at the top. Mm-hmm. We don't really know who it's going to be, whereas in the National League, it looks like it's L.A., then a big fall off, and then it's who else. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, for me, number six, 90.1 wins, New York Mets. Thoughts?
0: I, I love that with, with, with the brace up 94.5. Yeah. So they're right around each other. I, yeah. mean, I think it's going to be a, a really good battle. Um, like I said, I think the Mets, pitch, Mets pitching staff with also, like you are talking about, we got Syndergaard still coming back in June. We got Stroman, D- DeGrom, um, and now we had the additions of Walker, Carrasco. Um, that kid Peterson looks pretty good. Yep. We got some depth there. We can really get do some damage. Um, you know, Obviously, we added Lindor, huge piece. Um Mets are good. I think 90's a little low. I'm going to be honest with you.
1: I think 90's low. I, I, I think the Carrasco signing isn't being given enough boost. Definitely. Uh, for, for, for how good he's been over the last five years even, that's a number two, three guy in, yeah. in your in your rotation. When you look at the fact that the Mets have the best pitcher in baseball, and they have for a while and then you follow that up with your number two guy is uh stroman or Carrasco, right you you say your your number four person is going to be peterson or taiwan walker and then eventually at some point in time you're going to get back noah Syndergaard, who obviously wasn't himself over the last x amount of time because that a uh, 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 injury for tommy john is usually not one single event you usually see some warning signs, and he had had the lat injury before that. There were there were things showing that the 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 machine was going to break down at some point. Right. Uh, so he's going to come back healthy, and and he looks good when you're watching his videos of him throwing shirtless. Yes, he does. He, he, he's he's trying to show off that he's in good shape and mm-hmm. he's ready to roll. Uh, I think 90s too low. Uh, I would tell you that you could flip flop Atlanta and the Mets for me. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Mets are are the the second best team in the NL, and then I think it's. Uh, you, you can make a case for Atlanta I just personally Soto is going to carry them all right what does he do oh no shoot nationals yeah, yeah nationals. Not, uh, Acuna Acuna yeah, yeah, yeah. Acuna is going to carry them yeah. so who is he if he's his best self they're great mm-hmm. if he's not we'll see uh, so out of all those things out of all the wins who are you most interested to
0: see this year Um, that's a good question I think Somebody who actually we didn't talk about. I'm most interested to see the Padres okay. because I think that the the fact that they have to square off with the Dodgers all day long, and then they're going to have to kind of they're they're going to fight with somebody in the East for the National League Championship. It's going to be the Mets or it's going to be the, uh, the Braves, and I think they have a lot to prove, especially after last year. They were right on the cusp as well. But the Dodgers have nothing to prove. Everybody knows they're fantastic. They added a Cy Young pitcher. They have nothing to prove, but they want to go keep winning. And I, I saw um, a Dave Roberts speech about kind of keeping that mentality, and I think it's going to be very interesting for them to, to see if they can keep it going. But, you know, they have all the pieces. They got Mookie Betts. You know, it's it's un, un, undoubted that they have all the tools. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to see the Padres really kind of push the needle.
1: So I'll, I'll switch leagues, and I'll go American League. I, I want to see Toronto Blue Jays. And, and, and this goes back to your picks, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I think that... That division, we know, is going to be difficult, just like I think the National League East is going to be difficult. Uh, when you look at them, they made some strong signings. They put all money in while a lot of teams were dumping stuff out. Yeah. That moved. Uh, so I really want to see them from a, a, a player standpoint, like somebody who I I want to see play. Uh, I want to see Lindor. I'm interested to see if... if We get the best version of him Mm -hmm. now that he's in New York where he's going to get media all the time. He's going to get the happiness that he's wanted to be a superstar. He's going to get the opportunity to be that guy and really explode on the scene. Uh, The other thing is guys like Buster Posey who tapped out last year and didn't Mm -hmm. play. What are the people who, who tapped out and come back? What does that do? Uh, and then the last guy who, I, who I'm really excited to see and then what's, see what happens to him is Chris Bryant. Okay. So Chris Bryant, I, I, I want to see if he goes back to being a super stud. And if he is, are they going to keep him because they see him as a future piece that they need to hold on to? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to maximize the fact that his trade value is there and then what team gets it? right? What team supplements what they see and goes and, and makes a move? I don't know if the if the Padres or a team like the Dodgers has a enough ability to go grab him anymore if he has a stud season. Mm-hmm. So who's that second level team that if you add a, a peak Chris Bryant, you can change and distort the entire league in one move? He goes to a team let's use Atlanta, right? Atlanta makes a move for him. Atlanta's all of a sudden prime position to to jump into that conversation yeah. you know same thing you look at a at a team like Houston they make a move for it they do something hey we're going to go all in one last time mm-hmm. like that would be fun so that's somebody else who I'm interested to see yeah. what players do you think you're interested to see well
0: the fact that you brought up Chris Bryant is very interesting also because the Mets were trying to get him and, and there was a lot of a lot of questions about J.D. Davis at third base and, and you talk about the Mets if we added Chris Bryant at his peak into that situation we, we move up the ranks real quick yeah and I, and I, I agree yeah. I, I just don't I think everybody's going to wait till
1: it comes back because the, the Cubs, rightfully so, want it a lot. Yeah. Everybody else in the league, especially the Mets, are like, we have money forever, mm-hmm. so money doesn't phase us. Yeah. So it just comes down to, are we willing to, to make this move now? Yeah. And I think all sides are going to let this kind of start mm-hmm. and then see who he is. Mm-hmm. But if he gets off to a scorching hot start, it's going to get wild. Yeah, And, you, I mean, you look back at, like, the Josh Donaldson trade. It's it's going to be bigger than that one in terms mm-hmm. of the prospects that move for it yeah. and what's going on for it. And, and he's only got, I think, one year left on the deal. I think this is the year. Yes, this right? is the year, yeah. So what are you really going to be able to trade him for? Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to overpay to potentially be a, a World Series champion this year. So who's it going to be?
0: Yeah. Um, and, and somebody else we were talking about earlier, and I'm definitely curious to see how he does, is Trevor Bauer. Because yes. in, in that, he, he's been in small markets yep. his whole career and now he's on the big stage. He made a whole thing about who he was signing with. He pissed off the Mets fans, and now he's he's in L.A., and I'm, I'm very curious to see, because he's not their number one guy at the end of the day. He's going yeah. to be behind Bueller. He's going to be behind Kershaw. In, in people's minds is who he is as a player, even though he has that Cy Young. I'm, I'm very curious to see how he does, if he performs to the level that he's been at, if he can sustain that for a full season. Yeah, the,
1: is, he, is he the guy he was last year, or is he the guy he's been for his career? Mm-hmm. Right, and the guy he's been for his career is a really good uh, pitcher, yeah. a number one or a number two, and I think it depends on how happy he is. And my question is, is you know, we obviously see stuff he's doing with YouTube, things he's doing with making content, the the other things that he has going on. He has a lot of stuff. That he's participating in. Yeah. Now that you're in LA, that stuff is going to magnify even more. Yep. So when that when those things happen, and he's a guy who's from California, like he's back home, right. he knows people, he's got connections. Is that going to subtract from what the play is on the field? Yeah. And I think that the, if of every person in the league, he's there's a lot of people who want to see him fail. Oh yeah. So he's going to have the microscope right on top of him Absolutely. this entire season. So I love that idea too. Trent Bauer is another interesting case. Mm-hmm. Um, so switching gears a little bit, I want to talk to you because the last time we were on the podcast, we've talked about what was going on with the Mets, with the people that they're hiring, and how are you getting these. The Mariner CEO, uh, Kevin Mather,
0: yeah,
1: uh, gets on a, a hot mic. Somebody's you know getting him saying... Mm-hmm. Uh, derogatory things about people who aren't speaking English on his team as well as the fact that he is very purposefully manipulating service time uh, which to you is the thing that you think is more egregious obviously talking negatively about who somebody is mm-hmm. is always bad yes right but purely baseball terms mm-hmm. the service time thing brings up the a huge you know elephant in the room for most teams
0: yeah And I saw a lot of players talking about it and I think that is definitely the the biggest issue there, although obviously the other one is is a major problem as well. Systematically, everyone has known that GMs, owners, manipulate service time. But the fact that you got the CEO saying it blatantly, hey, we got these good players, there's no shot. You're gonna see me on the field before you see them out there. That's messed up. And a lot of big name guys were like, yo, here it is, (laughs) clear as day. Now, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, and we discussed that. I think
1: that more of the young players should come up. Yeah. But I also think that at the back end, it's why the top-end players shouldn't be getting paid what they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. And not, not per season, but years, right? Signing a 14-year contract is crazy. We've talked about Lindor is going to sign what? 10 year contract. Yeah. Why are we going to those contracts? We're doing it because he feels like he was underpaid. And he was great. Mm-hmm. And there were years that he was making a million dollars to be one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. And he's substantially underpaid at that time. Right. So there has to be something that changes it out. And you get a guy like Tatis who sells some of his years out to get to the point that he can sign this long-term deal and just secure the money, secure the bag. Uh, the service time is always going to be an issue. Yeah. Until both sides come to an agreement that they have to change what's going on, but nobody wants to move. Right. Everybody. What I what I would really love to see with service time and play and everything else is that when a guy gets drafted, his contract is five years. Period. End of sentence. Mm-hmm. It's not five years in the minors and then seven years of this and arbitration. and that's too long, Yeah. right? Like you, you, you theoretically have a situation where you have control over these guys for 10 years anyway. Mm-hmm. It's why they're signing 10-year contracts. It's like you owned me for nothing for 10 years. I'm going to own you for everything for 10 more. You're, you just have this bad relationship. It's a toxic relationship of only one of us can win. Right. And not something where we're both capable of winning and having success. Exactly. And I think that there has to be more of that. And I'm fine with an uncapped sport. Soccer's uncapped. Yeah. Right? And soccer has loans and all these other things Mm -hmm. that you can do. Hey, maybe a guy on the athletics can get loaned out to a team in the National League. Like, do something that allows people to get moved up. Let the Mm -hmm. best players play as fast as they can. Yeah. Speaking of that then, Mm -hmm. and service time being a thing, early rookie of the year pick. Who do you have? Don't steal my thunder. Don't steal my I'm thunder.
0: Gonna, you want
1: to steal No, money? no. If you, if you want to steal it, go for uh, it.
0: You go first. Let me think about it.
1: <laughs> so if we're talking about rookie of the year, I, I, I personally, you're, you're going to have an opportunity to have a, a pitcher almost always get that shot if he's at least above average. If he's a three two a 2-3 two, starter, mm-hmm. he's got a shot at doing it. So, my early season pick for rookie of the year, uh, I'm I'm going Tristan McKenzie, pitcher, Cleveland Indians. Dice him up, throw ched, mm-hmm. be a boss, be a monster. Pitch last year was really good. The buzz in early camp seems like everything's great. Yeah, he's everywhere. That's the guy. Yep, yeah. that's that's my dude.
0: I got my pick. I did a little research. You did a little research. research.
1: There's there's a lot of of good names that are... I I, I saw his computer before. I know he was doing research on numbers on guys. Okay, ready?
0: Randy Rosarena. Tell us about him. He is... I didn't realize he's actually still eligible for Rookie of the Year. He was a stud in the playoffs. The guy is a (laughs) five-tool beast. And I am very curious to see what 162 games plays out for this dude because he has got everything. And like you said, he's got a lot of good stuff. And a lot of good pieces that the Rays are definitely going to want to hold on to, I think. I think he's one of those guys that they're going to try and keep around for a substantial amount of time. So that's my pick. I loved how he played the game. Bold move, Cotton. Yeah. Cool. Hey, guys, that's it for
1: today's episode the Grass Crew Podcast. Appreciate you guys. Like and subscribe below. If you have questions, drop them for us, and we'll see you next time. See ya.
0: Baseball lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. Ha <laughs>